0: He's, yeah, he's in like a little closet. He's in his in.
1: girlfriend's closet again. Get in the closet, James.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've lived there my whole life. <laughs> Don't come
1: out until you're finished recording. <laughs> Harry Potter under the stairs.
0: Except gayer. <laughs> Stay out of my panties.
2: <laughs>
3: Man, I, li- I
0: tuned
2: in at just the right time. That
0: was amazing.
2: <laughs> Literally the first thing I hear. Stay out of my panties. <laughs> holy shit you guys all right hey
4: hey what's up everybody welcome back to press x the podcast where we are on the other side of e3 2018 we've been there and we've come back we're not all dead only a a few uh, casualties i'm paul i'm your host and we got a big group today we got four human beings in this digital living room we've got Trevor Houston, heyo. James Paley, yellow yeah, And the man on the other side of the, I don't know, wall. Sean Petraschek.
1: I I prefer the floor. The other side of the floor.
4: The other mm. side of the floor. Like Sean yeah, or some shit.
1: Yeah, well, like behind a wall, it means like I don't know. It's like you've locked me away somewhere. Well, I mean, isn't that kind of what happened to you at E three? <laughs> Um, kind of, I was locked in one place. I, I, I kind of missed the, uh, the wandering the floor type, type thing, but, um, I still had fun kind of a little bit.
4: You looked like you were enjoying the power.
1: Um, I wasn't, <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I mean, I did enjoy being on the other side cause it was just, uh, being able to see things from a different point of view. Right. I mean, I already, I understand what it's like for journalists to have to wander the floor and how stressful their days are. So it was kind of neat being on the other side of having these exhausted journalists come up to me and, and have to deal with things. And, and I mean, I don't know, maybe a little bit of empathy on my side where it was it was a lot of fun actually interacting with everybody. I, I only had a couple, I would say, bad experiences or bad interactions, but everything was awesome. Otherwise, everybody was fantastic.
0: It's a rare sweet. moment, a rare moment of positivity from your man, Sean. P. But hey, can I get one of those? Fortnite pins, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but wait, can I, can I get it when you're peeing? Oh can my God. I, yeah. Can I get it while yeah. you're peeing.
1: Oh my God.
2: That's, so, that's, that's where you get the secret ones. You have to wait. Till they're <laughs> <point>.
1: <laughs> See, the,
0: yeah, I'll here, need you a pin. All right. Here's the thing. <laughs> that's my special pin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, here's the thing. So Polygon wrote an article in the morning on day three saying that these pins that we were giving away at the Fortnite booth which is where i was stationed up um uh we going for like 300 dollars a pop or for oh, a package shit. of them on on ebay so basically that started the frenzy and everybody was just do you have pins do you have pins do you have pins, you have pins? And instead of being polite you know like you know they would interrupt conversations and they would or literally just come up and go yo pins and we're like yo <laughs> say please you know like that, that sort of thing um But it it got a little hectic with pins. And to the point where I was in the washroom, I was in the bathroom, I was taking a pee, and some dude actually put his hand on my shoulder, like tapped me on the shoulder, and I turn as I'm still pissing, and he's like, yo, you (laughs) got any Fortnite pins? Yeah, yo, you got any (laughs) Fortnite pins? And I mean, I'm in PR, I'm supposed to be like, I'm supposed to be able to handle any situation, with poise and grace and friendliness. And the words that came out of my mouth were, yo, I got my dick in my hands here. (laughs) Yeah, no pins, just penis. Sorry. And the the only, I thought about this and I'm like, there were only two other acceptable responses from myself at that point. The, The second response after that would be to just turn around and piss on his leg. Right, just just keep the flow going and just piss on this guy's leg, or finish up what I'm doing, turn around, keep my dick out of my pants because he obviously doesn't give a shit, and say, "Hey, buddy, these pins ain't free," and let him go to town.
3: I was gonna
4: say you could you could have just said like. Um... Uh, yeah, yeah, I do have pins. Could you just hold this for me? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> it just—I mean, I'm glad that like I was at the most popular booth of the show and everything else, but that just seemed like a step too far. Just way too far.
4: It truly was a kick-ass booth. Like that booth design was off the chain. It was
3: really, yeah, really they cool. did a
1: they did a really really good job. A lot of people commented on the booth specifically. Uh, you know, who set it up, all that sort of stuff. And I mean, all around, I mean, Epic just did a pretty good job of letting everybody know that they were the the top dog in town for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pro-Am went off without a hitch um, at the, the Bank of California Stadium. And they had like a lower, the the pitch full of, of kids and stuff like that who were like screaming for these players like they're rock stars. And it was just an overall very fun and very positive event. So that went off really well. And um, the party Royale was an absolute blast. I mean, they booked some solid talent. There was a uh, slurp juice aplenty. Uh, <laughs> mm, I'm might glad have had that a I can. Or two. Yeah, I managed to escape the night remembering everything, which is you know that's a big plus for any E3 party. Is if you actually remember it. So, <laughs> yeah, no, they uh, they they are the top dogs, uh, you know, for this year, and uh, they weren't afraid to let everybody know it. That's for sure. It was a ton of fun.
4: Yeah, well, E3 was quite a thing. There, there were a lot of announcements and a lot of really, really cool things. So our plan is to kind of go through it all. And uh, we don't really know how long that's going to take. So we're going to start today and see how far we get. And whatever we don't get, we'll get next time. Um, and we're going to go through, in order, the press conferences and then catch up with anything else that we saw that we thought was cool at the very end. So uh, I think without further ado... We should talk about EA.
1: Oh, boy.
0: You could wake me up when it's over. Um, oh, yeah. Can we, like, talk about, like, the shit show that was EA Play for, like, a second here? Just yeah. Just such... It was, once again, two years in a row, just a shit show where here I am showing up with, you know, an entire crew of COG-connected... Uh, Writers and video producers and we've got everybody ready to tackle all the games that EA play You know, I've got this game plan in my head where you know, okay Paul's gonna check out uh, Anthem Garrett's gonna check out Battlefield James is gonna check out FIFA. I'll check out, Matt You know, we've got I've got this game plan in my head and of course when we get there it never goes as planned first of all, they're wondering like who we are and then you know then they only did you, get the, did you
1: get the? Did you get the? Let me check the list. Uh, I don't see on the list. I'm gonna have to look a little harder. Uh, oh yeah. Are you, you sure you're it. on like, the list?
0: Yeah, and, and then of course they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, you guys can wander around FanFest area." And I'm like, "Well, we're here, media. We're here to work. Uh, I, we do want to enjoy the Fan Fest area, but we we need to work. We need to check out the games because we've got a job to do." Yeah, no. <laughs> now we did get to see some things at EA Play, which we'll talk about. But oh my god, what a shit show! Yeah, it was a a
4: PR nightmare. You should should, uh, take note never to do what EA does, Sean, as they truly screwed the pooch in every sense of the word and phrase. And uh, yeah, it was a nightmare, especially for people like James.
2: Yeah, okay, it sucked. However, really quick aside, the phrase screwed the pooch, do you think that means that somebody once tried to do one thing but then accidentally fucked a dog instead? Like, is that... (laughs) Is that would happen. <laughs> I hope so. What? Did, did screw what? Screw the pooch! What else could that possibly mean? Why would somebody say screw the witch? Why is that a phrase? This is what I want to well, okay, know. Okay,
1: but then okay, let's, you know, sticking on the canine front, why do people use the term dog fucking for someone who's lazy lazy? It's like you think someone accidentally stumbled on a dude fucking a dog when he was supposed to be, I don't know, building a fucking house, and he's like, there you go, dog fucking again. Like, well I,
4: I I thought it was my wife but it was actually Bruiser the Great Dane.
1: I mean, I mean it, it kind of puts the phrase puppy humping into a whole new light and it just I mean, I just took it as a fun way to say lazy and now it actually kind of grosses me out.
3: Thanks James. It's kind of, Thank you. It's kind of a
1: gross phrase, Sean. Well, it is now. I mean, you you fucked it all up for me. <laughs> <laughs> Good.
4: Uh, Good. It me joy. We're okay. on to a fine start here, gentlemen.
0: <laughs> okay. Completely so. derailed. EA. EA. How Let's long talk did that
1: about take? This shit. Like they had some five, games. Five minutes to go off the rails. That's about right for us. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Five for minutes course. and one beer down. Woo.
4: Uh, yeah. So we did actually end up seeing some things eventually at EA. Uh, probably the most exciting one of those. Uh,
0: I don't know, that we actually played, Battlefield 5? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it was probably <laughs> the really, the, yeah, the only exciting thing we played. I mean, I, I played a little bit of Madden, and it felt like Madden. I mean, it was good, it was polished, but it was more Madden. Um, Anthem, we didn't get to play. We found out after the fact some media got to play. Uh, we were not one of those lucky ones, but we got to see the 20 or so minute demo it was just you and I, or who else? It was just... I think it was just Garrett was there too. Us. Yeah, Garrett, just the three of us. Yeah. 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 I mean, it looks good. It
4: looks kind of like a hybrid between The Division and Destiny. And the story, it seems, is basically a complete ripoff of the Destiny story. That you know there was a Keeper of the Universe that uh, left for whatever reason, and now the world is in trouble.
1: That's not yeah. that's not necessarily bad though. I mean, even just by saying the phrase, like, let's say, take two games that I mean, admittedly, probably were weren't the greatest when they came out. Obviously, right? Like Destiny, a lot of people had problems with with Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, the Division when it first came out um, was pretty lackluster. Um, obviously, not commenting on what it is now. I mean, I, I do think that it's a very good game right now. Um, but taking the best elements of both and throwing them together, I mean. I don't get excited as much for games anymore, uh you know we've been disappointed so many times before, but I'm genuinely hopeful after seeing um everything from Anthem and also following along with um is it Mark I'm pretty sure it's Dara from Bioware um answering questions on Twitter about you know how things are gonna work and, and whatnot. I'm super hopeful for that game, and I mean what mm-hmm. we saw what we saw there even like for me seeing just the um just the presser itself, I'm,
0: I'm pumped for that game, man. Yeah. The media that did play it, they were really impressed. They, they, they talked about, you know, not only just the, the the visuals and how vibrant and the, the wonderful level design, but they also talked about how it controlled and the combat. And they said it felt really smooth that they were really digging what they were playing. Um, given, I think it was pre alpha. So, um, yeah, the media that did try it out were really ramped up about it. Um yeah I thought the demo immediately I thought you know I leaned over and um I leaned over and told Paul like this this screams destiny, but um it looks cool um I'd like to play it <laughs> It'd be nice if we could have played it yeah. is it the flying
4: it, looks really rad
1: is it not to where um I can't remember what they call the are they javelins are the are the the um uh the suits are they call javelins yeah. I think okay yeah. Yeah, you're not tied down to your character like you are in Destiny if I remember right. Like can you not uh choose whichever javelin you want at any given time mm-hmm. out of the four and it's leveled up appropriately and off you go. So, you know, the the amount of of freedom to play rather than starting a new character and going through an entire playthrough is that that I think that's a smart move. I like that.
2: Yeah, you don't uh you see that more and more that they especially if it requires a major time investment to get that kind of experience with one, like, class or weapon specialization or whatever, Uh you see more and more major games will give you the opportunity to, like, move about and have that investiture of time kind of, like, carry over. And uh I think that's a positive trend that I really hope a lot more of these grindy-ass fucking games adopt. I'm not
4: personally that sure that they're going to hit that February 22nd.
0: I hope they don't. <laughs> No cuz there's like 10 games arriving on that day. Metro that day and, well, that day is crazy. Metro
1: Exodus, Anthem, um Days uh, Gone. Crackdown 3 and Days Gone. Yeah,
0: yeah come on.
1: <laughs> RIP my wallet. Like that's literally I mean, granted Crackdown 3 is going to come um on Game Pass, but that's still three other games that I'm pretty interested in to the point where right. I'd have to go like I guess ones I'm going to get six months down the road on
0: sale, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's a lot of games to commit to in one day. I would suspect out of all those that you'll see delayed, I think Metro for sure, based on what Garrett played, and we'll probably get to this later. But Garrett felt that his the build he played was pretty pretty buggy, glitchy, uh, had some issues. So maybe that's if one of them gets delayed, it's probably that one. So speculating. I was I chatting
1: with somebody a... who used to work for BioWare, um, and their thoughts were, there's no way that team can get Anthem together on time. It's definitely going to be delayed. I will put any amount of money on it. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> That's confidence. Considering <laughs> the fact that
2: you've been buying and selling houses, maybe you don't put a lot of money on that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah i'm I'm completely sold now no no more no more deals being done all the paperwork is officially signed
3: woo hot, hot diggity
1: i know i'm pretty <laughs> pumped about not having to stress out about it anymore
4: that was a really exhausted woo can i get a more energetic woo please mm.
1: i think i think it might have a lot to do with um the aftermath of e3 i've never had my ass kicked so much by show ever I was sick. My back hurt. Like just, it seemed like everything hit me all at once. I'm literally like the old man who yells at clouds at these things now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so moving on, Battlefield Five. Dude, is anybody really that excited about this?
0: Well, Paul, you and I played it, and yeah. both of us were kind of like, it was an hour. First of all, it was an hour and a half demo, which was about. Mm, about an hour more than I really needed to play. Like, I've, I've just felt that after after a half hour, okay, I got the idea here. I'm just going to run along and capture objectives and shoot people. Mm. And it looks really pretty. Uh, there's no question. The thing was visually stunning. But to me, it felt a little bit sluggish. But I say that knowing I lean towards more the Call of Duty camp than I do the Battlefield camp. So... To me, it felt a little bit slow and sluggish, but it sure was pretty.
4: Yeah. From a
0: guy. Oh, sorry, Paul. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, I was just gonna say I had the same problem with it as every other battlefield game, which is you spawn in and spend a really, really long time just running to wherever the fight is taking place, and you're you're cruising across the map for 45 seconds to a minute, and before you're even doing anything, and it's I don't know, it's really boring.
2: Yeah, and because it's a Battlefield game, the the gradation of fucking skill is so crazy that after your 45 seconds to a minute of running, you're almost certainly going to get shot from 140 yards away. Oh yeah, there's snipers everywhere just fucking picking you off. Yeah, it's it's like, oh cool, it's like actual war. You just die of mysterious (laughs) circumstances, reasons you don't understand, in a fucking pointless conflict after like, trudging through the battlefield for X amount of hours.
1: It sounds like a oh whole God. lot of not fucking fun, like at <laughs> all. Yeah, I mean,
2: to to be fair, um, I remember like uh over a decade ago, going to like uh one of those PC gaming places where you just like hop on a computer at whatever time of day you want with a bunch of your friends at some public location and play games. Um They
1: still have those in like Koreatown and shit like that. Like I know. That, oh yeah, you know, but I mean, those things are still pretty popular.
2: Yeah, but I mean, yeah. So like back when I did that sort of shit. I remember playing like Battlefield 2042 or whatever, and the skill bar is crazy high, but the sense of satisfaction from pulling off like literally anything is (laughs) very legitimate. Where you're like, holy fuck, I operated a vehicle. Some people died that weren't me. Give me a fucking medal.
1: Some people died that were not me. <laughs> but yeah, I
2: mean, Trev and I looked at
4: each other after the first match, which was I don't know, you know, thirty minutes into this event, and I was like, I'm done. I I don't need to play anymore. This is, this is battlefield. It still is. It just happens to be in World War II, and you know, maybe I would recognize it as that era at some point. But I I don't know. I don't. Why wouldn't know.
1: Why wouldn't you yeah. be one of those cocky journo's who just stands
0: up and leaves? Then and be like, we're done here because <laughs> we're res- we're respectful canadians
4: um yeah so a lot of the other games weren't too too interesting i mean i played fifa and that sure feels like fifa again with some slight differences
1: like every sports here so yeah. it's like cool and pass let's talk about the next thing
4: yeah, uh, one of the interesting things at the press conference, one of the only interesting things was Origin Access premiere on the PC.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, we've been enjoying what EA Access on, on the Xbox for how long now? At least a year, year and a half? It's been a while. Oh,
4: it's been at least two years, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it, it is a good system. Um, I mean, they literally just added Need for Speed Payback and, um, I'm so glad I waited because after playing for about 30 minutes, I'm like, man, am I glad I didn't buy this shit.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it sucks.
1: It but, sucks.
3: Uh,
4: the, the premiere thing is different in that it's a little more like Microsoft's game pass where, uh, the new releases are coming there day one.
1: Yeah. You got to wonder if maybe, maybe that's a direction that EA access goes as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we seem to be heading in this direction where they realize that if they can get a certain amount of cash out of you every month versus maybe you buying a game. I mean, not everybody's at our level, right? Where we're buying like, yeah, hey, I see a game I want, I buy it. Oh, look, there's another game I want, I buy it, right? There's some people who buy one game, maybe, literally maybe two in a year. Well, okay, so let, why don't we get them to sign up for this $12 a month pass, make it enticing enough And that's our two games guaranteed out of people that maybe would only buy one. You know, I mean, I I think monetarily, maybe it's working out on the plus side for them. So, I mean, I'd like to see that come back to console
0: side as well. It Mm. makes a lot of sense. I mean, I I know a lot of people who just buy Madden. There's people that I played with in Madden leagues, and they just bought Madden. And that's it. And that's what they played all year long. And same thing with Call of Duty. There are people out there that just buy and play Call of Duty. So... Yeah, if you can if you can sink them into a subscription service where they're paying ten to fifteen bucks a month or whatever it is, uh, you're probably squeezing a little bit more cash out of those people. Well, hey, okay. Ga- Game um,
1: Pass got me into Elder Scrolls Online this week. <laughs> I've been debating it forever, and now I'm like the hooks are in, and they'll probably play the shit out of it, and then they'll probably get me to buy some DLC too. Right? It's a it's a smart move.
4: James, did you just have something
2: to say there, bud? Well, I was just going to say it. I do kind of wonder who the target audience is for these game subscription services because, like, Trevor, like, the guys you were talking about, if they're just, they're like, oh, I buy Madden once a year and that's that's fucking it, like, what what can a subscription service offer these guys where it's just, like, if you pay, like, slightly more than what you're paying now a year you can have access to 100 games that you will never play <laughs> like what's the draw for that specific subset of the audience
1: or, or do like you not think do you not think though that maybe they might just be enticed and go i already exactly. spent this much once a few more bucks exactly. and maybe i'll discover something right maybe yeah. maybe i'll latch on to something because it's it sounds like a, on the surface especially it sounds like a good deal i mean and it is i mean it sounds like it is 12 bucks a month that's not that much look at all these games even if they only play one of them they're still getting a deal
4: i mean you how many this? times have you sat down in front of netflix and watched something that you would never ever pay money for
0: <laughs> many many times there you go
4: <laughs> uh yeah let, moving on this was the weirdest reveal i maybe ever respawns jedi game
0: which we oh, didn't see anything I, of.
1: I, I was gonna no. say yeah. you use the word "reveal" very uh, loosely here because <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. And, and by "reveal," I mean a very awkward Vince sat in the audience and
0: was like, "Yeah, uh, we're making a thing. You'll see it someday." Yeah, like why don't they at least show us something? Show us some fucking concept art. Something like, yeah, "Show us the fucking there was,
2: god." There was plenty of fucking titles announced during E3 this year that had about as much information to them as that one awkward dude gave us from an audience fucking interview. And they at least came with, like, a title card, and some dramatic music, and, like, inflated expectations of quality. This poor fucker had to shoulder all of that, and he had clearly not spent a lot of time in front of a camera before. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) How much you want to bet they were watching, like, the EA people were watching the Bethesda show, the day later and went, ah oh, fuck!
1: Why didn't we do that? <laughs> yeah, right.
4: Why didn't we get a logo together?
1: Damn it. Yeah, like how yeah. long was how long was the Elder Scrolls trailer? Like 10 seconds? Holy With fuck, like 30 14. seconds.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 30 to 45 sweeping over a like halfway decently done map, like 3D map. Like, here's the small portion of the world <laughs> that you might be going to Assuming we don't change literally all of this in the literally four everything. fucking years. Hey, you heard Todd. They always start with the map.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, no, it was it was awkward. And honestly, like, there was nothing gained by that. Like, it's not like anybody walked away and was like, holy shit. Respawn's making, a, you know, a Star Wars game. Da, da, da. No one gave a shit because it just it was literally non impactful in every way. It was a waste yeah. of time.
0: Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty good.
2: Pretty <laughs> Next year, they'll have Phil from marketing do, do up a title card in Photoshop, and they'll be like, they'll, like, some guy like, make the music with his mouth, bah, 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 bah. and then they're like, guys, we got a game coming. I'm like, it's just the title in Comic Sans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Show Comic Sans some so, respect.
4: Oh, no, never. I never will. Uh, Wait, not, not even once? No. Comic Sans, not even once. It's not worse even than once. heroin. Uh, so know, one of the only really interesting things that came out of EA was Sea of Solitude from that German lady who was on stage mm-hmm. and looked terrified. But that terrified. looks very interesting.
1: Terrified, but also, like, this is I, I, one of the things I love that EA does. I love EA Originals. You know, they do not make money off of these off of these games yeah Um, they basically support independent development and support really great games I mean obviously we already saw it with unravel and then they they you know they dropped unravel too but Mm -hmm. I mean she was at first she was terrified and then she was teary-eyed like she got Mm -hmm. very emotional about the 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 product that she's you know poured her life into and that's the stuff that I love to see out of games and for me that was almost the saving grace of the entire of the entire show was having somebody up there who really gives a shit about what they're making. I mean, and not to say, I mean, I, I think that's, not, that's not necessarily fair. I mean, I think everybody who works in this business works hard right. and they have passion and everything else, but to actually see it, I mean, let's take it back to last year when the guy who did, you know, created the Mario Rabbids game, you know, is literally in tears realizing, you know, his dream on a big screen and everybody's loving it. You know, he was in tears and I took that as a really great reaction. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, the game looks bananas. Good. It looks really, really good.
2: Um, am I correct in interpreting that more and more games are starting to be modeled after breath of the wild and that like, we're getting more and more of these experiences that are explorations of big crazy alien worlds mm-hmm. that like exploit that sense of isolation and loneliness because if so I'm a 100% on board
1: I think maybe but I wouldn't attribute it to Breath of the Wild per se because I mean you look at the development cycle for a game and it's been in development for 3-4 years I mean I think maybe it's a coincidence more so um, but, but those types yeah. of worlds and those types of games I'm with you I mean I'm I'm all in on that Um, there was the, oh man, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the game. Sea of Solitude immediately reminded me of it. It, Um, is it submerged? I think, I think it was called submerged, but it was, I mean, it ended up ultimately falling short, but I mean, it was this beautiful exploration game where you're, you know, like you're the narrative is just, you're, you know, you're trying to get this family type thing sorted out. This girl's all alone and she takes this boat around basically this flooded metropolis and and, and whatnot. Um, But uh, it it very much gave me that, uh, you know, a a similar vibe, I guess. But I mean, yeah, these worlds that just beg to be explored and there's so much more to see um, and that don't have the the AAA shine to them because they don't need it, I guess. I mean, I would welcome a lot more of those experiences that... That um, you know, that don't require that. Oh, we've developed this for ten years. Awesome, good for you guys. You yeah. know, I mean, that doesn't mean anything to me necessarily.
2: I think if I could give EA any notes about this show, it would be to maybe lean a little harder on how fucking cool they are for just like supporting yeah. these independent developers. Put more time into that announce because it makes you look amazing. And less time into super duper promising there'll be no more microtransactions. <laughs> it's cool, we fucking get it. I don't know. I just it's just that you heard them promise that like out loud on stage, like three, four, five times you no know,
4: microtransactions I, and loot boxes. I think they had to do that though, because they, they got crucified last year for the Battlefront two stuff. I think they had to be pretty vocal about that and try to build at least some amount of consumer trust because they, yeah. they lost it last year and they but, they know yeah. it.
1: Yeah, like, a little self-deprecation goes a long way and I, I think they gained a little bit of goodwill by by being honest. I mean, they completely acknowledged the fuck up. I mean, the guy who stood up there for Battlefront 2 flat out said it right at the, the beginning. You know, the launch wasn't what we expected and we made a lot of mistakes. Eh, mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad that they... I mean, I feel feel bad for the guy who had to stand up there and do it. Like, mm, who's giving this presentation? Short straw. Oh, that's you. Have fun out there. Sound you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm glad that they didn't just pretend it didn't happen. They fully acknowledged, and now it's time to move on. Yep.
2: Yeah, I, I hope that, like, the repercussions echo throughout the entire company. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know that. Okay, Battlefront Two was the the hill that. They decided they were going to die on when it came to these these fucking microtransactions and the fact that they reverse there is amazing but this is like uh, this is an emerging trend that has existed for a while in all of their games and I'm kind of hoping that this like rolling back effect I haven't been following all of EA's titles too closely but I'm hoping that this rolling back effect is occurring across their library because I feel like saying oh no we're done with this in Battlefront Still doing it here though.
1: I think, I think, I mean, that might be, I mean, because it's a pretty broad topic, that might be a discussion for another day, I guess. But um, I think industry wide, that's something that's been felt. Um, I personally, I don't have a problem with micros when they add to the game or DLC or, or, or anything of that nature. I would much rather have that be an optional buy in for extra actual, I would say, valuable content than increasing the price of my game to 120 dollars you know what i mean um you know um there there's no doubt the games cost more than ever to make i mean we've been over this i don't know how many times um so there has to be a way to facilitate it right great don't take advantage of your consumer same as we've said all along um i think that ripple you know that the 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 explosion that happened on battlefront 2 was so great that EA is the one who who took the hit for everybody, but everybody else was listening. There's not another AAA company who was like, oh, shit, yeah. We're going to try it this way. They're like, who? Okay, time to re-examine. Make sure that when we do this, that we respect our customer. Um, You know, I mean, look at... I mean, just as an example, we'll just say The Witcher 3. The DLC was meaty. When you paid for that DLC, you're like, I have another 10 to 12 hours of gameplay here. Right? You didn't feel ripped off. And they offered a ton of free stuff. There was so much content. So that's, you know, that's respecting the customer who already spent 60, 80, whatever it is where you live, you know, however many dollars. And then, you know, milking the ones who are eager and that's it. And that helps keep our prices at a balance. Perfect. Right? Yeah.
4: I think the key there is that the additional content or the DLC can't feel like it was pulled out of the core experience. The core experience has to stand on its own. Like that Witcher stuff, um, definitely adds additional content, but it doesn't feel like it's missing from the main game. Well, so yeah, long- look
1: at look at the um, look at all the DLC for Far Cry Five. There's mm-hmm. there's three separate DLCs, and they're completely out to lunch and wacky and completely separate from the game in every way. Same with like Fallout mm-hmm. Three. Remember like Fallout Three, all the DLC is is like, oh look, now you're investigating an alien ship. Like what? That's not in the game at all. <laughs> It's completely standalone, but if you choose to invest in it, you're like, hey, I'm glad I did. This is really cool. It's a good piece of content. Right? It's not force-fed. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not garbage. And you feel like, you know, you're, you know, it's not horse armor again, right? You feel like your your money was worth it.
2: Totes my goats.
1: Oh my god, uh, did you did what? Don't ever fucking say that again, or I'll quit. Totes my goats. <laughs> totes is something that like fucking tweeny girls say
4: uh lit fam 100
1: oh my god oh my god I'm gonna f- I can't wait to see your bikini pics on instagram bitch <laughs>
4: you'll be jealous of my ass
1: <laughs> it'll be less hairy than mine <laughs>
4: So anything else from EA that's worth talking about? Or should we no, go ahead and no. give these fuckers a grade?
0: <laughs> no. no. Moving on.
1: Yeah. Uh, what? Are we grading them? Oh can yeah, do, I think like, we've gotta. Can we do oh. like old old school letter grades?
4: Yeah, letter grades go around the horn.
1: Can we include EA. pluses or minus? Why not? We yeah, can do
4: whatever.
1: Do whatever we you want. want. Do whatever
4: okay. you
2: want.
1: Alright. Who's first?
2: Alright, uh, let's give him a C minus. They're trying to learn from the mistakes from last year, and they're still supporting independent developers. That's rad, but I kind of fast forwarded through a lot of that presser, and that's never a good sign. So yeah, C
0: minus. I am gonna go. I was. I would normally go C but because EA Play fucking pissed me off, I'm gonna go with a C. Because oh, you're, well, you're vengeful, man. Well, because
1: what does that have to do with their presser? I'm calling you on that shit.
0: Well, what does that have to do with their presser? I'm I'm more focused on the games and the games. None of the games, particularly other than Anthem, have me incredibly excited. Um, Might have been different if I had a chance to play Anthem like so many <laughs> others. So I really can't give man that one the a full, bitter the, the bitterness is coming diagnosis. through, homeboy.
3: <laughs>
0: I give it a C. There was nothing that uh, and James kind of hit the nail on the head. It's one of the ones we all fast forward and we're just eh nothing really excited us there C I'm
4: I'm going D plus
0: I, I think this
4: conference sucked I don't think they had any or ever have any business showing off sports games at an E3 press conference because the people that buy those games are not the audience for E3 it's just not the place to do that and the the only things that really turned my gears at all were Anthem and maybe Sea of Solitude depending on how that turns out the rest of it was really boring, so D plus. Ouch.
1: Sean. Um I'm gonna be going with a C minus as well. Oh, I can't uh, believe I was the highest grade. <laughs> well, I mean, I because indie games tend to be my jam, um, I kind of gave a lot of real plus to see a solitude. I loved seeing I, I loved seeing her up there passionate about what she does. Um, I'm truly interested in Anthem. Um, you know, that that's something that uh that's definitely got me anticipating it. Uh, I might not be a fan of Battlefield, but I know a lot of people are. Um and I think with what they're offering with Battlefield, I mean, it was still at least entertaining for to watch even for somebody who doesn't really give a shit. Everything else I can honestly take uh, or or leave, sorry. Uh I don't need seeing uh, Vince uh, awkwardly talk about games. Um the whole Command and Conquer thing was just an abomination. Um <laughs> I'm not shitting on the game, to be honest with you. I just don't think it has a place in an E3 presentation. Uh, Different the game's audience, probably, again, it, that's exactly, not the audience. Exactly, play to your audience. Um, but the game the game looks plenty serviceable. I'm not going to shit on the game at all, but it just didn't belong there. So really only walking away from two games with real, uh, you know, really kind of impressed the rest of the time. I probably could have just fast forwarded. So C- minus for me. All right.
4: Averaging a C minus doing good way to go e a
1: um <laughs> well that wasn't deprecating at all way you know, to go <laughs> e a
4: <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's move on to this is gonna take forever Microsoft because they showed fucking every game that has ever been in development god damn you <laughs> you
1: they, they did but i mean i don't know i mean we don't i don't think we necessarily need to spend a lot of time on each game um no but nah. they did they did have a lot on the table it was in it was impressive there were a few key points that i went like mm-hmm, these are things worth talking about but overall i mean yeah they showed a lot but yeah maybe i might be in the minority where i went they didn't show a lot of
0: things that i that i my jaw hit the floor for i'll be honest i felt. Thought- I felt they did really well, and I felt that it was the best Microsoft E3 press conference we've seen in years from them. I mean, mm-hmm. they slammed us with game after game after game. But I think at the end of the day, when you sit back and you and the dust settles, what are we getting that's AAA exclusive this year from them? Well,
1: mm-hmm. here, here's the thing, right? Everybody lauded how, how well that they did. Um let's not forget that most of the games i mean i'm looking at what's highlighted for example on our list most of these games are not first party exclusive they might have an exclusive Correct. stretch oh we have it for a little bit and then it's going to go to another console or whatever but in the long run absolute 100 percent, you know xbox pc exclusives are still slim they're still slim and they're yeah. still a way i mean uh, almost I none for, of them
2: a lot of these trailers, the exclusive part was that they showed it first at the Microsoft Conference. World like, that's exclusive Premier. as it gets. Yeah. Sekiro and like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, yeah, that's all coming out for all the systems at once. Don't fucking kid yourselves. Um the exclusivity with- was them getting to show off the footage before anybody else, which is kind of a big get still, but like not that big. that's the same
4: deal with like everything else It was like dying light 2 and dmc 5 and kingdom hearts 3 and metro exodus and fallout 76 all those things are coming out on everything
1: i think i think with a lot of them there's a lot of like um where like um like for the division for example i mean i'm not sure if it's the division but like you know for example where they have where microsoft has the exclusive advertising deal uh right so you know It'll be, you know, the ads that you're going to see on TV, yeah, it's available on PlayStation, but you're going to see the Xbox ads for it because they've got the deal Mm. and probably some exclusive type content, that sort of thing. Same way, you know, Sony got all the Destiny content, all all, all that sort of thing. But but I mean, again, I mean, it kind of sounds like we're going into it shitting on it. Uh, Not at all, because it was a very good conference. our, Our presser. Absolutely. Top to bottom. There was a lot that I was excited about, and there was definitely a lot to unpack, so... Why don't we jump into the first game here, which was was it not the first one that they um that uh it was they they went with was was halo infinite
2: okay, but like to be fair, and they say this explicitly in the the footage that was a tech demo
0: yeah it's it was just a tease like and it seems like that's the trend for for a lot of well it's just a trend for e three in general is that they tease you with these big games, but they're not playable. <laughs> like, yeah, like you know, yeah, Crackdown but, not play, Halo and, not playable Gears I not think, playable. Crack, like a lot of and, games, and, a lot of these wonderful again, games Not playa- playable to, to
2: be clear, to be perfectly clear What we saw that first trailer Was four minutes Of a tech demonstration of this amazing engine <laughs> And then 20 seconds Of Master Chief and his fucking helmet Like nothing <laughs> Nothing about the previous four minutes of footage Is in any way Connected to the game It's just like when we get developing this, it's gonna look really fucking good, just like this totally unrelated footage. Hey, there was there was a warthog
4: ripping along a trail there for about five seconds. Yes,
2: and God was it ever glorious. <laughs> unrelated.
4: So, uh, does, does anybody else feel like this is probably Halo Destiny?
1: I hope not. I mean, Infinite, that would be fucking be honest, hilarious infinite like, kind of gives me the that. infinite name. Yeah. I I know. I know where you're heading and I mean, I kind of thought it too. Um I feel like with this one I mean, that's what obviously most of us, I mean, if if any of us were Xbox fans from the get go, I mean, Halo was what, you know, brought us on board. Um I'll admit that the last one I was just like, Mah. tried to play it and I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm I could not that. get into it because it feels very tired. Um, so maybe they're approaching yep. it from a new angle, but the bottom line here is, is that they didn't show enough of anything for no. me to actually take interest apart from going like, eh, of course there's another halo game. I mean, that's yeah. your bread and butter. Of course it's They coming. almost had to do that. Great.
0: Great. They almost, they almost had to do that. They had to, they had but, to show us a new halo. They did. But, but does it,
1: but does it matter? You know what I mean? And that, that's the thing, like looking over the list here, I mean, there's literally nothing coming that they can say. If you have an Xbox today, you're going to be really excited in three months from now. In six months from now, da 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 da. There's nothing, apart from well, Forza, three...
0: Horizon. Okay. Forza Horizon. Okay,
1: one one game. Okay, I mean, uh, don't get me <laughs> don't get me wrong. I mean, I'll play the shit out of Forza Horizon. I mean, because I have Game Pass, I might not go out and pay the sixty bucks for it or the eighty bucks for it. But that's the thing, though, is is that no matter what, two years from now, you're probably barely maybe a month into playing Halo Infinite, if you're lucky, right? And that's the same with, with Gears.
0: It's like, well, yeah, you know... And didn't they basically confirm they're working on another console? I mean, I guess that was yeah, that was did. one good thing, one big takeaway that I got from the press conferences. One, not only did they, did they lock up those five studios, but that they confirmed with everybody they're not going anywhere, they're working on another console. Like, rest assured, Xbox is going is here to stay. So... I thought that was good. And
4: take, know, it, for, take it one step further. He actually said Xboxes.
1: I don't know. For anybody who... I went who, back
4: and listened to that. He said multiple.
1: But for anybody who put out the cash for a One X last year, they're like, fuck your new console. Give me games for the console <laughs> I already fucking bought.
3: <laughs>
0: Flat out. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly, sure I mean, that.
4: you know this. You know that there's no way that they can just, you know, dip into their pocket and pull out a game. Like it no, takes and, and, years and years and years to do this stuff, so I think they did as best they possibly could by bringing up those five studios that they bought, some well, of which are maybe more promising than others for, uh, you know, unique content. But I think they're doing the best they possibly can.
1: I, well, at I'll this agree point. with you. I'll agree with you on that front because that was the my biggest takeaway from the show was okay, there's literally nothing for Holiday, for Xbox, that's exclusive. There's really not a lot out there. And they kind of acknowledge that fact. But like you're saying, the fact that they bought up and you know five studios and some well-known studios is -hmm. basically saying, look, we know we've slipped, but we're putting money into five studios that we really, really believe in. And they're gonna create games for you that are exclusive to us. That's an investment in their future. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that. I mean, especially looking at, like, Playground and Ninja Theory. I mean, you know, the, well, obviously, I mean, Compulsion is a good studio as well. I mean, that's investment in the future. And Don't get me wrong. I'm completely glad that they did that. It just really sucks for people. I mean, a One X is not cheap. I mean, in Canada, it's, what, $600? Oh. You know? And it's just like, okay, my games look better. But technically, I could have played those games on my PS4 or my, you know, my OG Xbox One. Right? I mean... It just, like I say, I mean, I think maybe the slight disappointment and not like I expected it was them magically pulling something out of their assholes, which we just knew wouldn't happen anyways. It's Like, holy shit, this is coming in December. And, you know, that wasn't going to happen.
2: I think for a lot of people, if they made the jump to get the X1X, quite likely the games that are coming out are going to be for them Xbox only because they're the sort of people who want to make sure they're playing games. At the highest conceivable uh graphical fidelity and like frame rate and everything else and that's so, me bro
1: that's me but
2: yeah well there you go <laughs> see you're you're the you're the guy you're the guy you're like well well here's these games you could get them on other systems or or you could get them on this super hot super sexy super fucking gorgeous x1x and i mean yeah it's not exclusive but it's it's not going to look as good anywhere else and i feel like even but if I they did didn't...
1: have my thing is is that i had an, a, an og xbox one and i don't feel like i mean i don't feel like i would have been compelled to go out and buy a one x it was a review unit here have yeah. this console and review it fuck yeah i'll take your goddamn console <laughs> i would not have paid for it i wouldn't have right and now no, that fair. i have it that's yeah fair. sure now it's my now it's my go-to box don't get me wrong i mean i'll play it over i mean i've always favored the you know the xbox um uh, online system and, and you know, dashboard and everything over PlayStation anyway. So, yeah, that's my go-to spot. But, because I got it for free, <laughs> for being completely honest, I wouldn't have paid for that shit. And if I did, I'd be like, give me some fucking games. Give me some games that really give me a reason for having this machine. Hmm. I'm the angry crotchety fucker right now, and I don't care. Like, Call I... Faulty
4: Sean, I, here he yeah. is. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, I can say... It. I mean... I Again, I don't know. I love the fact that they're investing. I think that's a way of them acknowledging their screw up um but I just feel bad for people who've invested who feel like they're kind of being ripped off by going like, "Well, where's our games? You know yeah. at least I, at least they played it safe. Everything on this list will likely come out, so that's good
4: yeah i I do agree with you. They could have taken their Microsoft billions and just bought exclusivity for something for this year. <laughs> I think maybe there they should go. have done that.
1: But what would they have bought? I mean, anything that we know about already has been either announced or hinted at. I mean, you know, yeah, they announced Dying Light 2. There's no way that they're going to be like, yeah, we're going to make that one exclusive. They're going to be like, fuck you. No, that's not happening. Mm. Right? So, and there's lots more games to talk about. Why don't we talk about games instead of bitching about Microsoft?
4: (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about Ori and the Will of the Wisps.
0: Ooh, that looked pretty. Yeah, it did. It's awesome. who played, who played the whole demo. Who
1: played Ori, the original?
4: I did. I did.
1: Okay, me too. And I fucking loved it. I mean, it was probably one of the better adaptations, at least the prettiest adaptation, of what I would say like a true Metroidvania game where you're leveling up, you're getting new skills, and you're going back to areas you once explored and opening up new spots. And it mm-hmm. was challenging as balls. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the first one where you're doing like the... When you're escaping the tree with the with the water coming up, it took me for fucking ever to do that. But I mean, it was a good challenge. And I mean, Ori 2 looks to build on that in every way. I mean, it looks stunning.
4: And it controls way better, way better. It just feels super, super smooth. And I talked to a, well, a whole bunch of the guys from Moon Studios for a good half an hour about it, and they were just gushing about how much effort and, and love they're putting into this puppy. And That's yeah, cool. it it truly does play fantastic. Can't wait to play more of it. We've got the whole yeah. E3 demo on the YouTubes right now if you want to look at it.
1: Oh nice. The, I didn't I didn't yeah. realize you guys had that up there. I'm totally gonna watch that because that game's right up my alley. And I mean I love the first one so much. So I'm excited.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's I, fantastic.
0: It was, it was challenging too. I know Paul had an easier time than I did, but uh yeah, I, I had a hell of a time with it because but yeah, it's it's beautiful, it's awesome. And it does control wonderfully, um, but it looked just it does look just absolutely stunning.
1: Well, saying that it even feels better, I mean, I didn't think Ori controlled poorly either. So, no, I mean, that means no. they, you know, like it probably is just buttery smooth.
4: Yeah, it's super fluid. Everything, um, even the way they've mapped out the controls, like a lot of the time, uh, the the button presses will be contextual. So, they'll do something different depending on what kind of surface you're next to but it feels really intuitive like you don't have to think about what button you're going to use for example the the mechanic they were showing off in the demo was the ability to burrow through the sand so if you're close to sand and you hit the right bumper you're going to burrow but if you're in the air and you hit the right bumper you do kind of the air dash thing but it feels Uh, super natural to to chain those things together yeah it's it's
1: yeah and did they give us a release date on that one it's like twenty nineteen early.
4: They like. were hawkish. They would not say.
2: Uh I thought, <sighs> yeah. Um, can I just point out that now that I've been to two E3s, I really truly appreciate how accessible and um media friendly the Xbox showcase is. Right. Like mm-hmm. okay. it was it was such a fucking positive experience. Honestly, like There was things that I would never even have considered that weren't like announced in the presser that didn't get spent a lot of time on that I could just like sit down and like spend some time with that I was like really grateful for. I had the chance to like play through the entire Forza demo like two or three times. It was so good.
0: Well, if if you go to CogConnected.com, that's CogConnected on Instagram, CogConnected on Facebook, CogConnected on Twitter, and on the YouTubes, I am your company man. If you go to our website, you will see our awards, and uh one of the awards we gave out was to to Xbox because of the access. I mean they got our entire crew of uh of of seven of us into their showcase. They had lots of games to play like we were on the ground on the floor playing games like right from the get go and that was awesome. Uh, I wish everyone would do it that way
2: yeah it's it's a really excellent admirable system that I, I I do think that everybody should like get on adopting because I don't know. I got time with like Code Vein and Forza and right. Wargroove and uh, Shining Resonance Refrain and like all this other shit and it was so good. And it's truly a well oiled machine too. Like um,
4: I don't know if all the rest of you guys had appointments like for interviews and whatnot, but those interviews were starting on the money on the time they were supposed to. And that is truly, truly rare, especially at an event as big as E3. Oh
3: yeah, when,
2: when, when Alex and I had our two interviews, it was like, I think one was like three minutes late, and they felt real bad about that. It was, <laughs> it was
0: great. Yeah, I mean, I even talked to the guys that made the uh, Xbox Adaptive Controller, and man, they were, they were almost tearing up talking about how much this controller meant to them. Meant to their community, meant to the people with disabilities that can now play their games because of this controller. Like I was, I was getting choked up just listening to them talk about this fucking controller, <laughs> this giant controller that I had on my lap, and I thought it was just the coolest thing. And I really felt touched by um, by these these two guys that that had that had worked on this controller and uh, had given it their their everything. And and I thought that was an awesome experience. It was just me and one other journalist in this half an hour appointment with the, uh, adapter controller guys. And it was, it was awesome. It was kind of one of those, those appointments where I'm like, ah, fuck, I guess I'll go check out this controller. And I walked away like just kind of, um, as the kids say, shook. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: perfectly appropriate vernacular, man. You know what? I'm, I'm behind it.
1: You're too old to, you're, you're too old to say that. <laughs> You've literally got one foot in the grave. You're not allowed to say "shook." Whoa, whoa, whoa!
0: Forty-three, man. Forty-three. Halfway there, <laughs> that's like, bro. Have a w- <laughs> that's like two or three toes, max. And you're that's halfway like, there. That's like hole number nine, hole ten, hole nine. Exactly. Hole,
1: hole number nine, halfway there. One <laughs> foot.
3: <laughs>
4: you know, you at the at the uh, at the turn though. After hole number nine, you get to pick up another six pack from the uh, right. From the, and- you know the. The concession stand, so, Trevor, you're, you're in a good spot right now. Yeah, you got <laughs> yeah, a dog in one hand <laughs> and a beer in the other.
0: It really is a good <laughs> spot.
4: Really but anyways, kudos to Xbox for putting on a really good show and making it really easy for us to cover their games. Uh, moving on. Sekiro. Shadows die oh. twice. This
2: oh, looks boy.
4: fucking rad.
2: Um, I'm... I love From Software's games, even though I by and large suck at From Software's games. Um, I'm real fucking excited for this one.
1: It seems like it's up your alley. I mean, I watched it and I was, I don't know. I mean, in comparison to, say, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which we'll get to way, way later, mm-hmm. like next cast or whatever. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I mean,. Something like I, my, my immediately, my immediate thought before we started, like, oh, that's what it is, was Onimusha, and I was just like, don't care, but, but that's me fully acknowledging it's a game that I wouldn't be interested in. So,
2: for me, the appeal is less about the setting and more, honestly, it's kind of cheap, but more about the company who's putting it out. That and the fact that, from what I've heard from some other staff members, that there's like increased mobility. And, like, changes in mechanics that are make things both more accessible and more challenging. Yeah, I heard that, And too. And, like, there's a lot more, like, freedom of movement and, like, uh, more... You, you're, like, better able to, like, kind of, like, explore the space and, like, fuck around with your powers. And, like, I'm totally on board with that. It seems like all of the, like... All of the games that are part of the, like, Dark Souls renaissance, so to speak, have been slowly but surely moving towards uh, mechanical systems of, like, uh, more fluid mobility and like mm-hmm. greater expression of of uh, motion which uh is fucking rad.
0: Yeah, I think it's a smart move on Activision's part to pick up this game. I mean, I think they see that perhaps uh, maybe Destiny 2 the fans are starting to tail off, maybe Call of Duty, maybe there's some well, there's less interest there. I mean, of course, Skylander's gone to shit. Um so I think it's a good smart acquisition on Activision's part. Um, Even though Destiny 2 Forsaken, which we'll probably get to again in four podcasts from now, um, (laughs) 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 it it was really good. And I love the fact that for a guy like me that made it to level 20 and stopped playing, um, Forsaken will boost, boost you up so that you can play the new DLC and sort of be competitive. And it was really fun to play. I really enjoyed my time with Forsaken but back on topic I think before we move
1: move on too much further did anybody see the Cade memorial outside of E3 no Mm -mm. oh I saw the fucking Twitter photos of that that's amazing literally someone there are some people who set up a memorial for Cade because Cade dies and I'm like fuck that if Cade dies we riot I mean for anybody who plays you'll know that Nathan Fillion is the voice for Cade so he's kind of my favorite character period and, uh, yeah, no, there was, like, a full memorial, candles, and people would be, like, <laughs> dropping roses, and there's pictures of him. It was, it was pretty fantastic, so, yeah. Yeah,
2: he's, like, he's, like, fully dead, too, from out of here, so everybody's, like, real bummed.
1: I'm pretty pissed. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty pissed. <laughs> so, Piss-
4: cracking on with Microsoft. Um, we're going to skip anything that was in um, this showcase that is in a more specific show later. So we're not going to talk about Fallout 76 here because it was in Bethesda's show and so on. So the next That's one fair. Yeah. So the next one of interest because we're not going to talk around about Crackdown 3 because fuck that uh, would be Metro Exodus.
0: Oh wait. I see. I It looks like Sean wants to talk about Captain Spirit. I'm, if I'm looking at Did the you docs see my, right now. You see my back and forth highlighting? Yeah, I'm like, That's what's,
1: not what, what's going on there? Yeah, yeah I, I see your I see highlighting.
2: Waving a couple of road flares. <laughs> no, no, Captain okay, Spirit okay, okay. was
4: in the Square Enix uh, uh, press conference. We'll talk come about on. that later. Oh, come
1: on. Fuck, fine. <laughs> 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 Did they, okay i'm just oh, gonna God, go I, down oh they did address it okay fine we'll talk about it later all right I'll talk about my i just
4: trust. love shooting you down too That feels fine. really good
1: yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> one one of these days i'm gonna be booking appointments for you and i'm gonna fuck you over hard you just remember that sorry paul you can't see cyberpunk what's or that get the little pretty statue that's right you want to get in and actually play the game oh man we're all booked up <laughs> you son of a bitch you want to talk about Captain Spirit now (laughs) yeah they gave out the statue that people are now selling on ebay for like 600 or 700 fucking dollars
2: 500 bucks I saw Jesus,
1: that's dirty man I don't like that that is fucking right that's dirty anyway let's talk about Metro alright
4: Garrett seemed to like it when it was working
1: yes Eh, well, you know what, okay, you, you can't judge a game based on, oh, there's glitches now, you know what I no, mean? No, no, no. no it's more so, all. like, on what we saw visually, whether or not you're excited for it. I am, I mean, I liked the Metro games.
0: Um, yeah, me too.
1: But admittedly, like, based on, for you know, we were chatting about that February 22nd date. If it came down to choosing between Anthem, Days Gone, Metro, Metro is on the bottom of the list for me. It really is. I would take Days Gone uh. and Anthem first.
0: Mm. Oh, I don't want to have mm. to make that choice. That's a, well, oh. It's personal preference, right?
1: Everybody's got something, but man, I don't know. Metro looks cool, but I don't feel unless they show me something that goes, this is something that's super unique to us as a game. And we like, I've seen it before. It's a shooter. I don't know. I'm kind of done. Uh.
4: I mean, it looks better than cool. Some might call it the best looking game of E3 2018. <laughs>
0: yeah, we did. Yes, we did. We did. Wow. It, it looks, looks gorgeous. Wow. Oh. Maybe I just
2: didn't get a good enough look at it. Cause to yeah, me, see, that's why I'm like, yeah, like, eh, it looked like okay. It looked good. It's like, I mean, photorealistic graphics... In like backgrounds and like you know, sets and environments doesn't really like hook me like it used
1: to because lots of people do that shit. I don't know. I'm thinking but, but I'm hey, thinking that like maybe I mean there's nothing that can be avoided about this sort of thing because you know the way the awards and everything work out at E3 is it's like you gotta be you have to have time to hand them out and the, inevitably there's things you haven't seen yet. If you guys had seen Cyberpunk on day one, I would see a lot of awards, especially that one, maybe going a different way.
3: It did, yeah. it did
1: get two.
0: It did get it two. It did get
1: two, but that was still based on you know on what you saw in the presser versus what you actually saw in the demo.
0: Yeah, mm. and we'll we'll probably get to that. We'll but get I there. We'll the, get there. But yeah, the demo the demo blew people away. It was the it was really the talk of E three was that fucking demo. It really was. Deservedly Maybe so. so. <laughs> Yes, fucking right it was. <laughs> Which you didn't get to play. But whatever. It's it's was the talk of the show. So I'm still kind of excited for Metro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn. I th- like. That's I harsh. Don't know. It, it's no, it seems perfectly serviceable. Like it seems like it's gonna be a good game and it looked good. Um, but my my um my excitement I think is just tempered. That's all. I think I just mm. need to see more before I go all in on it inevitably knowing me because i've got the world's biggest fomo i will own it eventually but maybe not on day one that's all
4: or you'll own it on day one and it will stay in the plastic wrap
1: (laughs) i have a few games in plastic wrap still (laughs) (laughs) less so now in the digital age they've still got their we'll, we'll just say they've still got their digital plastic on you know, there's a few games that like mm-hmm. I've downloaded where I'm like, "Yeah, I'm totally gonna play that," and then I never booted up.
2: Yeah. You guys, in Days of Yore, did an episode where you talked about your like pile of shame. Yeah, you got into that. Like, what's on your pile of shame? Oh yeah. My God. Um, mine would incense the three of you. It would make you so fucking angry to know the games that I've just never played. It would. It would, it would boil your fucking potatoes to know what it is that I've missed out on over the last 10 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> boil my potatoes. <laughs> so, are, are you
1: going
2: to give us a little <laughs> tidbit? Like,
3: give you know, us an you, example. When you, say, okay, that,
1: okay, okay, when you okay. say that
0: shit, it just boils my potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> who says that? That's something my Nana would say. <laughs> it's the same guy who uh, oh, no, says... Trevor.
1: It's the same guy who says whimsical sexual assault simulator. Let's not forget.
0: <laughs> yeah, Oh yeah. <Whoa>, my potatoes! <laughs> <laughs> I
1: give us a taste. Give us a taste. Now that we're here, give us okay, a taste. Okay, so just um,
2: uh, just as an example, after e3, I thought, shit, man, there's all these sweet fucking triple A games in my backlog that I haven't even touched. So uh, yesterday. I played, started, and finished for the first time the first uncharted.
0: Oh. Wow. You finished that that in in a day? Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't work or anything, so that's that's (laughs) impressive. (laughs) Isn't that like a 20-hour game? Like No, not even close. 20 hours? No. No, Eight hours?
1: Eight hours if you power through? (laughs) Ten hours?
2: Yeah. Eight Eight hours cuz like I took a break to like do some laundry (laughs) It's okay, James. We all have those games Yeah (laughs) Well,
4: Um, uh, let's not uh, dwindle on uh, James or Let's not hang around on James's pile of shame anymore. Let's talk about Sea of Thieves getting content Hey, Yay, I, I,
2: I talked to I talked to 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 the guys from Sea of Thieves. We had a we had a we had a little powwow about that, and um, did you give uh, them shit? No, because it's honestly as much as much as I'm not like super into the game and what's been presented so far. It's kind of hard not to like get in on the excitement to get sort of swept up in it because they're so fucking passionate about this game and, like, everything about it that, like, even just participating in that interview and, like, asking the standard questions and trying to find out where they're going from here and what they're on about, like, they're so excited about this game that I basically just have to, like, I basically just had to show up, turn on my recorder and be like, okay, guys, go. And they just, like, rambled on and gushed for, like, 30 minutes about, like, this, how fucking amazing things are going to be for the next, like, Four to six months for their game, and it's just it's so so great to see people just like so passionate about like this kind of project.
1: oh Okay. But how did how did Sea of Thieves escape the backlash that will say a game like No Man's Sky got? Right? Mm, I don't think it did, did it? Well, it kinda did because I mean no one's no one's calling for the throats of rare executives you know <laughs> yeah, what i
0: mean yeah but like <laughs> nobody's be, playing the, it the, well, the, the problem name. is
2: is that like they didn't they basically gave us from what i can tell like exactly what they promised like even when i was like i went to birmingham uk for the review event i like i saw the early stuff i saw i i've seen a whole fuck ton of this game before it's come out and from what i can tell they delivered pretty much what they said they were going to it's uh okay like, okay, well, okay adventure so, type but he, thing. but
1: even so even so okay so maybe that's fair you know they 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 um they delivered based on kind of some low-lying promises right where it wasn't too extravagant but in the end okay so the content that they announced don't get me wrong it looks cool it looked really interesting but the thing is is the only people who were interested in that at that point are people who already jumped to see a thieves right like you're not luring in anybody new. And even for the people that they lured in in round one, there's a good chance that they're just not going to bother. This is very, uh, I would say, targeted content. And I don't, I just didn't think that it made much of an impact. Yeah. You, you can kind of tell
2: from like when I went into the interview, they had like the, there's this big, uh, infographic sort of thing that's like on one wall and it's the same one that's oh, in their I Birmingham love office. infographs
1: oh man so much information yeah. so basically
2: <laughs> basically what what I got from this is that they're managing their expectations and they have been since before launch they set some modest unassuming not too ambitious uh, target metrics that like numbers they wanted to hit concurrent players you know uh uh downloads purchases, sales, all these nut metrics they like they kept them nice and and middling, you know, mm. gettable acquirable doable and 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 so based in the on the framework of these managed expectations, everybody at the team is so fucking jazzed about how they've done, but specifically because they've like had these expectations managed up to this point. And, and so he, the numbers he, this, don't he, seem yeah. like James, spectacular, but James, like,
1: James quit pumping their tires. I don't know, man. This to, <laughs> this to me, I mean, no joke. I mean, you know, like in terms of like, uh, of the studio being all hyped and jazzed and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's like my wife faking an orgasm and me going like, yeah, I got her good. You know what I mean? Cause it's bullshit. <laughs> right. Like, I, I mean, I want I want to be as excited as you, as you are. I, and, um, I, and I mean, to be fair, I want Rare to succeed. Um, and I think that they developed this with passion. I just think that, say, this content, for example, that they're touting now to, to broaden the experience, because the experience that released was so thin, this is something they should have strived to include in the beginning. So people mm-hmm. never walked away in the first place saying, eh, this was supposed to be their big game and there's not much here to do. They should have given us more from the start and then built upon that. It seemed like they rushed for a date, which wouldn't be surprising because that's sometimes how this business works, where it's like, go, 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 you have to make this day. And it was bare bones. And yeah, they're making it better now. Awesome, good, and I am glad. But for people who dove in, especially for the people who didn't use Game Pass, who bought the game, that was really beyond bare bones for a $60, $80 purchase.
2: Well, and I'm sorry, they're... James,
1: I'm not mad at you. I'm not, oh, no, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I'm not mad at you. I, I still love you. But, you know. Like,
2: like, like, for me, when I say, like, when I talk about shit like, oh, how they, they manage their expectations in order to, 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 to be appropriately excited about things, what I'm saying is that, like, for a AAA major fucking studio with, like, 20 years of experience, the numbers they were pasting in a huge fucking font on their wall didn't exactly reflect the pedigree of the fucking studio you know what mm. I mean like like where it's just like they were like basically saying oh well, you know 400,000 fucking concurrent viewers on Twitch streams people have been watching our things I'm like uh, okay that's great if you were like a, a young thirsty fucking startup you know but like
1: you're rare
2: you you're, know how many you're people. You're rare. You know
1: you're you're the guys, right? Like you, you know you how many people watch better. Watched the um the Fortnite proam concurrently on uh, God, on yeah. Twitch, 1.4 million. For, fucking course, 1.4 million on Twitch. That's, that even seems low. That seems low. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> For just Twitch alone, though, right? Like, I mean, I, I who yeah. knows where else? I mean, there was it was probably streaming on YouTube and everything else. I mean, I haven't seen. You guys want to hear a little are. tidbit
4: that really tells the story about Sea of Thieves? Mm, please. Please. I saw on the floor a very timid looking uh, human being in one of those nice rainbow uh, Sea of Thieves shirts standing in line to play Skull and Bones.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I laughed just like that. I laughed so hard. <laughs> you
2: figure he would have
1: changed his shirt first. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like. No shame that's amazing that's fantastic i don't know you know maybe it sounds like i'm shitting on it i mean and i don't mean to be because i'll be completely honest i am the type of of person maybe not years ago but now i honestly i don't really wish any ill will on any studio and i want every game to succeed it's better for people keeping their jobs it's better for us as gamers of like what we're going to be able to play but i think you, you know, I mean, especially in the field of journalism, when we are forced to be honest, sometimes a spade needs to be called a spade, and I, I just feel like they dropped the ball, and this content looks great, it just should have come out in the initial wave. This shouldn't be an exciting news piece, this should have been the game from the start.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Ubisoft's, also- had a, Ubisoft's had a remarkable ability of taking games that don't launch necessarily all that successful... And then over time, they sort of pick up steam. So, you know, For Honor is a good example. Rainbow Six Siege, it's another example. The Division is another example. So maybe that's what Rare's going after here. That, yeah, they, they've got these modest results out of the gate. Um, and then they're hoping with new content, it's just going to bring in more people. But I kinda, I'm kind of with you, Sean. I don't see more people jumping into the Sea of Thieves arena. Especially, especially when Skull of Bones drops. Well, see,
1: but you know, I mean, I think that's a fair comparison in a sense too. Uh, I mean, with Ubi, the difference being that all three of those games, I would argue, all three of those games that you mentioned were fairly, I would say, content complete. Yeah. Um, when they launched, and got added to in terms of, uh, gameplay tweaks. You know, like everyone complained about the, you know, the division. Uh, You know, all the the bad guys are bullet sponges, this, that, and the other thing. So there was gameplay tweaks and modes added and everything else. But that base game, whether or not you enjoyed it specifically, was pretty much content complete. and, And Sea of Thieves did not feel content complete at day one. It felt like half of a game.
2: To me, Sea of Thieves felt like the developers and the creators had a very specific idea of, like, people clearly want X type of game experience, and they worked as hard as they could to deliver that type of game experience, and then they released it, and were like, oh, shit, turns out it was Y the entire time. What the fuck are we doing? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, like they were like, oh, people obviously want to make their own stories and, like, have a, a big sandbox system that they could fuck around with, when, like, what people actually want is, like, a big... Story rich dense feature complete product that they can then take One aspect of hone in on that and use that one element to create their own stories You can't make a fucking product out of that one item that people really liked in your complete game Mm -hmm. You just can't
3: Mm -hmm.
4: You know who didn't whiff on their game That's Mm. Playground Studios, because Forza Horizon 4 fucking rocks. It is
0: so good.
1: good. That's good. Not surprised. Not surprised. I I, I played the demo like three times. It was so
4: fucking fun. Same (laughs) here. We got that full demo on YouTube as
1: well. Did you guys... Did anybody play Horizon 3? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Can compare for me? What are the improvements?
4: I mean, if you're going to talk about improvements, probably not that many. Um... I mean, they're talking a lot about seasons. I don't know that that makes a huge difference, you know, in the moment-to-moment driving. But the um... well,
1: driving over a frozen lake, accessing areas that weren't accessible before.
4: Sure, they t- they talked about um, events that'll only be available in certain seasons and things like that, uh, which okay. do- which does sound interesting. That's cool.
2: I like that. So so I I didn't really get into the like the meat. Of the fucking the Forza presentation, so to speak. I basically just saw the trailer and played the demo. Like for the seasons, how often is that sort of thing gonna shift? Because in the demo you're like, yep. holy shit it's spring, holy shit it's summer, like every like three minutes. But I'm assuming it's probably not gonna be that like breakneck, right? Like no. it's probably gonna be yeah. like No, it's
4: global. Yeah. What do you mean? Like it's all knows that answer. Yeah, it's global and it's uh changes every week. So okay, a week
1: that's, a week that's per not season bad. that's actually I mean, I honestly think that's a pretty interesting dynamic yeah I, I mean so dude,
4: here's the other interesting thing uh, is when I was asking them about the seasons, every single iteration of a certain season will be different. So winter this time will not be the same as winter next time. There will be differences, different events, uh different terrain, things like that. It will never be the same
1: well that's diving into the whole games as a service idea, you know yeah. I mean. Basically allowing people for their purchase, um, you know, uh, an extended value. I mean, that they're not just done with it after, oh, I beat the game in two weeks. Okay, well, cool. Well, here's all these awesome reasons to keep playing. Uh, I I love that. I mean, and not just in this game, but in in so many other games that are starting to adapt to that and respect the dollars being spent on them. I think it's a really, Mm -hmm. really good way to go about things. I feel like... Go ahead, James.
2: I was, sorry, I was just gonna say, I feel like racing games are a really excellent genre to explore that game's service space mm. because it's a sort of thing where you can the core experience is one you can kind of master to a certain extent, and then like any slight shifts or changes in the presentation is the sort of thing that you can kind of really appreciate because you've had to sort of really perfect the uh, the execution, so to speak. Um, up to this point, and so you as a player are gonna really, really be appreciative of the fact that oh we changed this little thing you will be like oh, that's amazing that's fucking great you'll like you'll notice you know what I mean like when they like change the, the the season presentation or like they add like some slightly different track or something like that like racing racing games are the kind of genre where you can really like really appreciate that sort of shit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And anyways, it feels awesome. Like I can't wait for that to
4: come out. It's gonna be. Uh, I think right. that'll be a big hit both on and off of Game Pass.
1: Agreed. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that it's on Game Pass is fantastic. Honestly, for, for anybody who's putting in on that, I mean, that's, that's some pretty added, you know, pretty big added value right there is getting these mm-hmm. games out the gate. Big time.
3: Does
4: anybody have anything else to say about the studios section? Or did we kind of cover that before enough?
1: I think we covered it. I mean, it's cool yeah. that yeah. it it's Microsoft's investment in, you know, letting people know that uh they're thinking about the future and they know that you know they need more games. So mm-hmm. all good.
4: Cool. Um moving right along, they talked about some more game pass stuff. I mean, they you mentioned the Sean that they added Elder Scrolls online and Fallout 4.
1: Fallout 4
4: and, and uh the division are are now on game pass, which are our three really awesome games to have on this uh, monthly service. They also talked about having a new fast start feature, which apparently predicts which games you'll want and how you're going to play them and downloads the right parts of the game first.
1: That's kind of scary. May also like. It's that's creepy. Kinda, that's kind of scary. That's kind of like, get the fuck out of my head, Microsoft. Like, I, I, I don't know. That's, that's some big brother bullshit. I mean, it, me. it sounds pretty
2: spooky, but like, realistically, like, like, what parts of the game are they gonna predict? Like, do you want multiplayer or single? I'll tell player you what.
1: A... Based on based on the way that I play games, it'll literally like it'll be like, okay, skip the intro, skip, um, you know, the tutorial gameplay. Go to the first cutscene only if it's got tits. Like, you know, like if it's really predicting
0: my brain down. <laughs> It's just going to download the tits first. (laughs) That's my brain. Download the sex with a unicorn. (laughs) Definitely down that one. No, I mean,
1: obviously I'm being sarcastic, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I mean, in terms of it being predictive, so what? Like, yeah, like, okay, you're a multiplayer person, so we're going to download the multiplayer content versus the single player content. But, I mean, apart from that, I mean, every game starts at the beginning, so... What are you doing different? Yeah, I guess. I mean, until I, I see
4: that in action, this is the same kind of woo-woo bullshit as the you know, Crackdown Three cloud cloud processing oh bullshit. Like until I see that actually happening, I don't believe it.
1: What was that three years ago? Was it three e threes ago or four? Th-
4: three and three, that was the last time they talked about it.
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow.
4: Anywho. Moving right along, the next game, I think, was kind of a big get to have at the Microsoft cons, friends, being that this was traditionally a very uh, PlayStation-focused franchise, and that's DMC5. It's
2: uh, interesting how they, like, really ferociously backpedaled from DMC. They're like, hey, remember, we're going to do something slightly different for the next game? Well, fuck all that noise. We're all back to, like, demons and shitty one-liners and, like, ridiculous... Fucking characterization and hilarious metal music.
4: James, didn't we talk about <laughs> this like right before the show and say I hope they don't back down from New DMC?
2: Yeah, because that's a fucking weak ass move. That's why. <laughs> that said, and then they did it. I mean, that said, this game looks pretty rad.
3: Um,
2: I mean, the the trailer definitely definitely um has some hooks in it but i mean like the little bit of gameplay footage they show just look like hey remember devil may cry and how it was cool well we hit it's that again buy more please yeah please
1: i don't know i'm not i'm not
0: hooked <laughs> pretty, until pretty i please? see
1: more i'm not hooked until i get well, a lot more
2: it's just like like this is another one of those franchises like uh god of war where it had the chance to fucking evolve, and did not. Mm, you think it did here,
1: Or it's going to?
2: I don't think it is. I, I no, guarantee you it's going to fall into yeah, the that's same what I formula, mean. Like, right? Exactly, that's what I mean. Like, it, it, They had a chance with this next installment, they're like, oh, D- Definitely Cry 5, could we do something different? No, let's do the same fucking thing, even more so than we did the last game.
1: That's like asking DOA Volleyball not to be about bouncy tits. It's,
2: hey, Better Alive Six is going to have more realistic boob physics and slightly less revealing outfits. All right, yeah. they are evolving.
1: But that—that that, I mean, you, you get the point, though. I mean, that's what the franchise yeah. is built on. I mean, I don't think every franchise has it in them to pull a God of War. I mean, what what they did with that franchise is unbelievable. I mean, I I was I didn't mind God of War. I love. The new God of War. You know what I mean? Um, They pulled in a new fan, basically. But DMC, I mean, is there really enough there? I mean, for them to explore, to turn that into, a like, to turn it on its head? I think the safe bet is to go with what they know. And that seems kind of the direction they're heading in here.
4: I'm sure they did market research that says we should go back to old Dante. of Of course. So, I don't know. I mean, it looks fun. I'll probably play it.
1: I'll play it when it eventually comes to some sort of streaming service, but that's definitely a game I won't purchase.
4: Hey, hey. Uh, they also showed some new Cuphead DLC with, I don't know, a lady cup. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a
2: lady cup? cup? As,
4: you can cup as a lady. It was like uh, Ms. Yeah. Ms. Teacup or I mean, something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Chalice. Like I think it's like, like it. a... S- Ms. Chalice. Yeah, like a... S- yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You notice how they were—they uh, acknowledged. I can't remember what the wording was, but they did acknowledge that it's not completely exclusive. Um, I don't know if that was dancing around the fact that it's also on PC, with it being like an Xbox title, like console exclusive type thing. I can't remember the wording they used, but I remember kind of standing back, going, like, "Mm-hmm. It looks like it's not a full exclusive deal. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see Cuphead on other consoles in time."
4: I was kind of surprised when they were talking about new studios that they bought. That Studio MDHR was not included there.
1: Well, it I was totally thought they would lock them down. Investment on their part, the way that they promoted Cuphead, and yeah. I mean, the reception was so amazing that you figure, yeah, they'd want to eat them up. But then again, I mean, maybe I wouldn't doubt that they were approached, and maybe they said, no, we want to be able to develop for other consoles right now. Who knows?
4: Mm. Who knows? Anyways, it's still got my boy Mugman in there and uh, you know he's way better than Cuphead so uh, yep be looking forward to that one also looking forward to our best indie game of the show Tunic.
1: Nice! Nice! Mm. I'm glad you guys gave that that award. That game looks fucking sick. It looks so good.
4: It has such wicked uh, Link to the Past vibes.
1: And it's charming as shit though like on the surface just as a base look it is charming as heck.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't think any of us who are actually on this cast played it, but Alex played it, and he was like raving like a madman
1: about this well, game. Well, um, <laughs> let's okay, let's you know, foregoing the fact that anytime Alex opens his mouth, he's raving like a madman. It's just crazy. So
2: specifically about like Xbox games.
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, I could probably see why. Alex was excited for that. I mean, literally just on, I mean, I think you, you know, for all of us, it was literally that surface glance that we saw at the presser. And that was enough. I mean, I was all in, in a few seconds going like, yep, I want to know more. Give me more about that game. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah. It looks awesome. Can't wait to play that little puppy. Uh, Developed by one dude.
1: Yeah. Isn't that impressive? A single person.
4: Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's, so glad to see that ID at Xbox lives on.
1: If I ever meet that dude, like I'm, I'm gonna offer him like a hearty high five. That's some serious work mm-hmm. for him. I I love that sort of stuff.
0: And you know, and, and on that note, I think that is one really good thing about Xbox compared to Sony. Did Sony show us any indie games during their presser? Like Xbox really supports. I feel like Xbox does a better job supporting indie games than Sony does because, you know, Xbox really really had them on display at their presser, and it was pretty cool to see. So ID, Xbox, kudos to you guys. Yeah, in I, years, yeah in this years year past, for sure, but years past, years,
4: I think Sony's done a much better job.
0: Well, the, I was going to say, I mean, I,
1: I rather than saying much better for me, it's just like... Much better than past, they did this I've year. Seen, I've yeah Okay, yeah, I've seen Sony support a lot of indies. I mm-hmm. think between both Microsoft and Sony... I think they've both thrown a lot of respect in that direction and, and really supported the idea of, you know, of innovators and, you know, developing new games. So I, mean, I think I'm they both get their I'm, kudos. But
0: this year, Microsoft won by a long shot. Without yeah, I'm just looking at the press conferences, just looking at those themselves, and I just see I, Microsoft supporting the indie games a little bit more. So. Well, ID at just, Xbox is um, a
1: great program. So, I mean, you're, you're definitely right,
0: I think, on that front.
4: James, jump force, go.
0: Oh yeah, J- James was <laughs> jump forcing out of his chair. <laughs> he this was literally a... was. I mean,
2: <laughs> okay, so like, they basically designed that fucking ad to target the version of me from 15 years ago who was reading all those fucking manga. And it was just like, hey, remember all this shit? Wasn't it fucking rad? We'll play a game where all these people can fight. And then they fucking backpedal. We're like, hey, guess what? two guys that showed off at the end that you're super excited to play with. They're not playable characters. How about you dip your dick in that you fucking jerk. I was so choked. How (laughs) about um... you dip
1: your dick in that? Oh my god, I fucking love you so much. (laughs) It's like it's a fucking bag of fun dip. Just go dip your dick in that!
3: <laughs> well, like, those are the two guys I, guys I wanted to fucking myself. play with! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and we got off the rails. <laughs> wow! <Whoa>. Oh, <laughs> James. Some more things, please. James. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, <coughs> so they had a bunch of fucking, like, jump force, a.k.a. Shonen Jump, the fucking uh, all, all the all all the, all the fucking like big time, uh, shonen manga anime whatever fucking franchises slammed into one. See, so you, you got you got your your fucking your One Piece and your your Naruto and your your Dragon Ball Z and shit. And like, ah, that's cool, that's fine. These guys fight each other. And then at the very end of the pre uh, of the trailer, they show off a couple of guys from Death Note. I was like, oh my god, what if the playable? That'd be the best fucking thing in the world, and then, like, a day later, somebody asked them in, like, a developer interview, hey, are those guys gonna be playable? They're like, no, they're just setting up the store. It's like, man, fuck off. Come on, you know? like. I mean, it's don't, gotta don't be so, DLC, though, right? Like, maybe, but, like, still, it's just like, hey, I'll get this game in, like, four to six months, or a year, or whatever, and then, and then maybe in, like, six more months, you'll be able to use these guys. But, Probably not because you know a sober second look suggests that they're not really fighting game material, and it would be fucked up to put them in one. Mm. And I think that was like part of the like the big exciting draw that like something um, happened. Uh oh. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Uh Sean died. Happened. Sean is dead. Dear God. Yeah. Yeah, Let's just keep talking, and
4: maybe he'll come back.
2: Just keep going.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so dying light two. That yeah, looks really cool. Hey,
0: guys. <laughs> there you We can is. hear you the whole
4: time, goddammit. What happened? Can hear you typing. I don't know. Like,
1: no, it, like, uh, Discord went dead silent on me. I'm like, okay. And I couldn't hear anything. Like, it wasn't even, like, it was pinging. It was just dead.
4: Well, welcome back to Press X the Podcast, where we are talking about Dying Light 2.
1: That game looks cool. Very cool. Yeah.
4: Garrett and I, I saw would... the uh, theater presentation of that, and it... It does look as good as the uh, the trailer. It's super smooth, and all the parkouring is uh, like way upgraded from Dying Light One, which is one of my favorite parts of that game.
1: Yeah, and can you confirm like how like depending on choices you make, like literally almost like the entire world changes yeah. in a sense. That's yeah, they they showed off the stuff they awesome.
4: showed in the conference uh, a little more in depth, and yeah, it totally does change everything about the world, and you can. Uh, somebody asked. Um, if it's black or white like if you start down the path where you're giving people free water do you have to continue down that path and the answer Mm. is no you can make each choice independently so every world will be a little bit different so that seems really really cool
1: you know it's Uh, funny um i've noticed in the aftermath of dying light too because it saw such a positive reception is on twitter and stuff most notably even like today specifically was like Um, People commenting on how critics kind of missed the boat on Dying Light. Um, Mm. I thought Dying Mm -hmm. Light was a great game. I was the one who reviewed it for COG originally. Um, But I didn't realize so many people
0: kind of skipped out and missed on it. Because it it is. It's a good game. It's a really cool game. I'm definitely one of those that I... Because I've heard you talk about it a lot. I want to go back and play it. Uh, It's because it's just... Yeah, for some reason it flew under the radar. Like, it came out and didn't seem like there was a a ton of hype for it. But the people that played it enjoyed it, but it never really sort of caught on. But I feel like there's a lot of dying light Mm -hmm. chatter lately. Yeah, I think They've also been
1: supporting it continually as well, right? Like, there's been a ton
0: of content added
1: since day one.
2: Twelve, like, twelve phases of DLC that came out. That's right. At least since the original game. I think... And, like, yeah... Well I
4: think a lot of people kind of wrote it off as a spin-off of Dead Island because you know those two seemed like they were pretty closely related at the beginning. But Dying Light is totally its own thing and it is it is awesome. It is great uh, like day better. night stuff. Oh, way better. Better than Dead Island. Way yeah, better.
2: dare. Dare way.
1: Yeah, better.
4: Yeah, no doubt. It's awesome. And this one looks like ten times better. So uh yeah, look
1: forward to that. So hey. Um the uh, just the tip of the show, was that Battletoads?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I think so. I think so. Like and literally, because
1: really, Battletoads, and then they gave us nothing else. Okay. Like you yeah. fuckers. Alex was
2: really fucking psyched about that, and he was. I I feel like it was maybe not super justified because, um, didn't those old games weren't they like really? F- fucking frustrating yes okay i thought okay okay I-,
1: I was i was really wondering in which direction you were going to take this statement and frustrating yes but i thought you were going to say didn't they suck and i would have digitally <laughs> beat the shit out of you because those games fucking ruled
2: well they were great they were just like unfairly hard at really weird points well and how just...
1: about welcome to the era of nes you coddled piece of baby shit Huh? Games it fucking hard when I grew I walked uphill to school, through the snow, both fucking ways, all right? Oh, and I played hard fucking games. That's what Here I did in the days of NES and Atari. Games were fucking hard. So quit <laughs> your bitching and get good, bitch. So
4: here's something yeah, but- that's actually interesting. Alex was so interested in Battletoads that he straight up asked head of Microsoft Studios, Matt Booty, about who's developing Battletoads And he was uh, evasive to the maximum because he would not say who's developing it.
1: Interesting. The fact that they're not even willing to, like, you know, divulge the studio. Like, um, maybe they don't know? I don't know. But, you know, what? (laughs) like, I'll back Alex up in his excitement. Um, uh, My boss actually um, put something out on Twitter making fun of me for because we were all in our hotel room watching it, um, making fun of me for how excited I was when they mentioned Battletoads. I pretty much jumped out of my skin. I was pretty excited. (laughs) Hashtag
4: Team Tom. Yeah.
1: (laughs) As bosses go, Tom is a hell of a good one. I'll I'll give you that much.
4: Yeah, maybe we'll see that someday. I don't know.
1: I I think there's too much on the Battletoads name for this to be one of their vaporwares. I mean... It's happened over the years, but Battletoads is too important.
0: Mm -hmm. There are so many people excited about a a new Battletoads.
1: Yeah, this isn't going to be scale-bound. You don't just like, "Eh," you know, so Battletoads ain't happening. You're like, the fuck? It's not. (laughs) You tell me who's developing that. You give me their address. I'll make sure it happens.
4: So next up, I think, well... There were 3 games announced, but between the 3 of them I could maybe muster up the excitement for about point nine of a game.
0: Uh the Funko Gears.
4: So Funko Gears, Gears Tactics and Gears
1: 5.
0: Eh. Yeah.
1: Okay, so okay, so two of them are specifically mobile, correct? Yes.
4: Tactics Funko. was PC, Funko Okay, and Funko's was mobile. Mobile. Okay. Yeah.
1: The only thing that I actually found oh, specifically interesting is, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong here, because I kind of, I missed it the first time around and kind of caught up to that today. It's not Gears of War. It is Gears 5. It is not Gears, Gears of War. Five. That's that the title,
4: correct. Gears 5.
1: Yeah, and so there was a little bit of uh, talk about why they dropped of war, I guess. Um, I'm interested. Uh, the only thing that uh it's funny as we were watching it there was i think there's about six or seven of us watching it um immediately we went oh great and here comes the backlash because there's a female protagonist and i'm so glad yeah. that i didn't hear any of that
3: um no, we didn't didn't hear I mean, any chatter cool. about that
1: <laughs> yeah no And i mean i mean as someone who i mean i love the first gears i'll admit the gears Four. i mean i know that like everybody loved it but i think I don't know i i I think i come from an an era in a sense where certain types of games especially something like a shooter i don't like it when they overcomplicate things and there was like all the cards and all the different things and stuff that you could get and it was so over the top for me that i gave up on gears 4 i hope they kind of just streamline it a little bit again and just make it about story and shooting and fucking shit up i don't need all the other bells and whistles (laughs) i don't but i mean again i mean that's just me that's that's like I mean Trevor you're probably with me in that boat in a sense it's just like I'm in the 40 plus crowd and it's just like I don't need all this other
0: other window dressing you know what I mean yeah I, I yeah I, I didn't finish I mean I, I'm i kind of I enjoyed Gears 4 but I didn't finish it and I'm trying to think back really why and it's usually because I'm so fucking busy but um, yeah I saw Gears 5's I'm like okay well first of all this was predictable as all hell we all knew we were getting a Gears 5, and yeah, I just didn't really get a lot of excitement out of the announcement or what we saw. I don't need a lot of the extra bells and whistles. Yeah, just give me a good solid shooter with a decent story and some good multiplayer maps, and I'm good to go.
4: But was Gears of War ever really a decent shooter? I think so.
0: I I would with argue
1: that The whole that cover maybe... mechanics and... You know. I, would, I would say that maybe, in, you know, rather than saying decent shooter, because I know there's a lot of people who have an issue with some of the mechanics. I know a lot of people don't like the roadie run and stuff like that. Um, but is it fair to say that maybe they were fairly innovative first time around? You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. And it yeah. But as with anything, and I think this is my biggest complaint, we'll say with Microsoft, is that games that we're all saying we're excited about are sequel, sequel, sequel. What's fresh? Oh, know? yeah. Halo, Forza, uh, Gears, you know, Um, and maybe that's where the lack of excitement tends to come around is because, you know, yeah, we want those anchor franchises, but we want something new to blow our socks off, right? I mean, and, you know, again, I, I mean, I hate making that immediate comparison to Sony, but, okay, Last of Us 2. That's only the second game in the franchise, Ghost of Tsushima, completely new franchise. Virtual. You know, yeah. So I think that's maybe where, maybe where the wow factor is kind of just missing is that like everything that we're seeing, even though Gears 5 is probably gonna be a good game. Don't get me wrong, it's probably gonna be a great game in its in its own right. We're just not being wowed by anything fresh and new. It's mm-hmm. it's recycled material at this point. It's You're hard here. to get excited. It's hard to get excited at this yeah. point. I I want to, I do, I want to. But it's hard to get excited when you're like, oh, it's the fifth game in a franchise.
4: I feel like that's why they're doing the tactics thing. Because they, yeah, you know, they started on Gears 5 and, you know, they just didn't quite get the groundswell that they thought they would with Gears 4 and thought, okay, we need something else. We need another arm of this, of this beast. Mm-hmm. And maybe okay, this tactics but, thing is an easy way to get into that.
1: Yeah, but let's look at Halo Wars and Halo Wars 2. Critically, probably well-received. And how many yeah. people do you know that played Halo Wars? None. So <laughs> Myself well, you included. Know, so I rest my case. <laughs> One. I rest One. my case. The guy, that re-
0: yeah. the guy that reviewed it for us. Well, Ahmed. Ahmed.
1: It. Like, yeah, he likes that kind <laughs> of game. But I mean, RTS is a very niche genre at this point. It's it's super niche. So I don't think that's a saving grace by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. I well, hope it's good. I hope it's good. Don't get me wrong. I do. I hope it's awesome, but <laughs> But I can't take it
4: anymore. Let's talk about Cyberpunk.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. That fucking game.
2: (laughs) Holy shit.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. So first things first. I mean, we're going to get this out of the way. Um, Evolve PR um, does rep CD Projekt Red. I am not on the game specifically myself, but my company does rep it. All my opinions are purely my own, though. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to clear it out for those purposes, Evolve is working with Cyberpunk. But seriously, that fucking game looks so fucking good.
4: Holy shit. And you know, it's not that it was doing anything in the demo, it wasn't doing anything that we haven't seen before, it's the balance and and the way that it was all put together, you know, with this uh, fantastically detailed and, and well-realized world with the writing and, and so on that you've come to expect from Witcher three, but also with this super fast paced and, and powers driven um, um yeah. shooting gameplay. Um, Holy fuck.
2: I I was trying to talk to somebody about the demo today at my day job, and I realized that I hadn't really been like paying attention or like, you know, taking note of things. I was just enthralled by the whole thing for like the solid mm-hmm. fifty minutes of the demo. It was just like, oh shit, is it over already? Oh, all right, yeah, fine, that's cool, I guess. But like it's just like just like just pulled along for the whole thing, and then only after it was like holy fuck, that was just that was like
1: it's a lot to unpack. Th- it's a lot to yeah. unpack. But I mean, I think Paul, you touched on it. In the, like we didn't see anything too crazy innovative in a sense, but the way that they're merging what is a true like a full on RPG with the first person shooter type mechanics, it's a true merging of genres. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were a lot of people, oh, you know, oh, it's an FPS, and they were angry at CDPR about it. I mean, those are people who obviously didn't see the demo because you can see the directions in which you can take it. It is a full-out RPG, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, just just the, like, the potential uh, branching paths from, like, the dialogue and the different ways you can interact with every major character in every, like, quest really hammer home just how much fucking player freedom you're going to have at every step of the way here. When, I, yeah, when and- I
1: watched the demo, when I watched the demo, it was during their uh, run-throughs. So basically, they're running the demo and they had the guy up front doing his his bits, right? And um, so I was trying to be completely respectful, going, okay, these guys are nervous. They're trying to concentrate. They're, they really want to figure out the direction and the, th- the right things that they're going to say at the right times, da-da-da-da. So... In that vein, I'm like, okay, I need to be quiet. So I'm, I'm sitting through the demo. I didn't make any noise or anything like that. And it got to the boss fight. And in particular, the guy that was playing, um, he managed to pull off some pretty slick moves. So the boss guy, he shot out those, those like, not just a laser beam, but it was like that flat block style laser beam, like something you would have seen in Tron, for example, mm-hmm. right? So. Dude's running across the str- the screen and the, the boss fires that laser and he activates that slow motion uh, slide move. So he is sliding in slow motion underneath this guy's laser spread and just popping bullets into him. And the second he was done with that, he pops up and then goes running for this car that's up on a jack. And he like, does the slow-mo slide underneath the car spins around shoots the jack and then the car comes down the car falls down and he's got this shield in front of him all of a sudden and i'd been so good up to that point and finally at that point i broke and i'm just like hands in the air and it just and and i just i saw one of the developers just turn their head to me and he's grinning ear to ear because (laughs) i was the we got him um, (laughs) I was the first person outside this is you know I'm not not bragging it's just the fact I was the very first person outside of CDPR proper that has ever seen that that demo or seen the game in action and the funny thing about it is is afterwards when I was talking to the team they were scared shitless that people were not gonna like the game they were grilling me They're like you sure people are you know you know, you think they're going to like it? Do you think they're going to like this? Do you think that they're going to be angry that wow. it's a shooter? Do you think that you know they're going to understand the RPG mechanics and everything else? And I, I literally stopped them dead. And I'm like, if anybody walks out of here, thinking that what they saw just now isn't absolutely fucking amazing, they don't have a heartbeat. Yeah, like that game <laughs> is unbelievably so, cool.
4: The thing people don't, uh, or people who are are voting down the fact that it's a first-person shooter aren't understanding the context because you know what worked for the witcher with the big wide open spaces and the third person combat it would not work for cyberpunk because they're you know they're enclosed buildings and things like that being up close and personal with the action from a first person perspective is far preferable far, well, far how about preferable. the fact
1: that, that they're not swinging a sword yeah you that too. it's a different fucking game it is. is. I mean,
4: they, they could have done a third-person shooter, but I think this is way more suited to the environment.
1: This for, for me, this boils down to... I mean, there's all these conversations a lot of the time, especially now, about toxic fandom. And it's just like, how about fuck you and your expectations? Let them make the game that they want to make. And, like, <laughs> bitching about something like that seems absolutely fucking menial and bullshit. You know? like yeah. I, I get angry about stuff like that. Oh, I'm sorry they didn't meet your exact specifications eat a dick eat a fucking bag of dicks <laughs> you know i think it's that culture
4: that that uh, was making cdpr uh nom, nom, scared nom, nom, about nom. how the the game was going to be received because every single seat in the demo had um a, like a feedback card like how, on a scale of 1 to 10 how bad do you want to play cyberpunk i was like 10, ten. like what could <laughs> ten. 10 immediately what would uh, what did you like about the demo? I just wrote everything. What would make it better? All the things. Nothing. All caps. Like, like literally, that's all I wrote, and I handed it to the guy. He's like, did you fill this out? I was like, yes, I did. And he's like, oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean... it looks uh,
4: oh, It looks unbelievable.
1: I think the rumblings are that the demo that we saw is going to be shown in full at Gamescom. Gamescom. I heard that uh, as well. In- and i can't wait for those for those dipshits yeah. and the naysayers you know and when they actually get to see everything that this game does in full motion they're going to shut up cuz i don't know anybody who's going to walk away from that not being excited
0: no yeah i can't wait to see it i have not seen it and i cannot wait to see it yeah
1: oh god yeah i'm pretty <sighs> i'm pretty pumped up about that one i wait need to temper f- from temper the expectations you know like as in with anything but I'm all aboard the hype train. If the whole game
4: is anything, if the whole game is what they showed in that demo, it's going to be one of the best games ever made.
1: Of all time. Full stop. Yep, yep, full stop. I I fully agree.
4: James, you had uh, something you started there.
2: Oh, well, the person I was kind of describing the demo to, I got to the part where they were like uh, hauling that unconscious pro naked... Person out into the fucking terrace so that those people could rescue her, and I was trying to find the word for what they were, and the guy immediately knew what I was talking about because that's how closely they've stuck to the original uh, pen and, pen and paper uh, cyberpunk lore. Mm-hmm. So, because I was like, the guys, the the, the 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 paramedics with the guns, he's like the trauma teams. I was like the trauma teams, which means that like they've dove into the fucking. The original lore of like the 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 old pen and paper cyberpunk uh, RPG, and have used that as a sort of source material. And I think there's going to be a certain subsection of like hardcore gamers who are going to be fucking ecstatic about that, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Would you, along with you know,
1: would you expect anything less from CDPR? I mean, you talk about studios that have goodwill amongst amongst gamers. Um, they respect their audience. I mean, we saw it with The Witcher Three and every little piece of content they dropped. I don't think they're willing to screw that up now. You know what I mean?
4: No. I I actually wrote this in my my preview um, that's on uh, cogconnected.com I think there's I don't know how big this group is, but there's a group of people who are kind of still at this point, even after all the DLCs and such feeling like maybe The Witcher 3 was a one-off. That ain't the case. This game is the real fucking deal, and it is I, I can't even find the words. Like I had to just sit quietly and think for a good long while before I could write any words about this game.
1: You know what? I mean, yeah, I don't know. They, they say lightning doesn't strike twice in the same place, but I mean, I, when it comes to a work ethic of a studio, um, they, they're passionate about doing good work and there's, mm-hmm. yeah, this wasn't a one-off Witcher. Wasn't yeah. a one-off. This is a dedicated studio who knows how to make kick-ass games and I love the fact that, that cyberpunk is a complete departure from everything we ever saw.
4: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, they're they're they are not in any territory where people are gonna be going, oh, you know, they mailed this one in. This is this is gonna be an amazing experience.
4: And that's it for Microsoft's press conference. Do you guys want to give them a rating?
1: Yeah. B plus. We'll do that. I'm going in with a B plus. Because okay. I think A is a strong rating, you know. Um, I think the only reason that I'm going to go in with a B plus is that there just wasn't anything that uh, really leads into Holiday. It's an unfortunate thing, um, but I do appreciate their future investment with the studios that they bought up and, um, and with their investment in uh, independent games as well.
4: I one hundred percent agree I would also give them a B plus. I thought the the whole presentation was super um tightly put together and Phil was, was charismatic on stage. All the games they showed were one after the another just hit smacking you in the face. And um yeah, the lack of games this year is kind of the only thing that's that's keeping me from giving them an A. Yeah,
2: uh I feel like B plus or like B plus plus, like two pluses, maybe. I mean, because like, that a an my that seems like, <laughs> I uh, nah, I don't know. There's too much shit is being pushed back to 2019. Yeah, like really put them over the edge. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> like, I was talking to Alex and everybody about this, and there's like, okay,
0: there's like a huge list of games, but then what are we seeing this calendar year? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the only reason why that's holding them back from like an A plus rating because they really did a nice job and just sort of, again, another publisher learning from their mistakes of the past and giving us something that's, you know, just peppering us with games. Don't fuck around with hardware, entertainment services, nothing like that. Just give us the games. But you're right. There's nothing other than Forza Horizon 4, which looks and plays great. There's nothing else for this winter to really look yeah. forward
2: to. My like my overall E three experience with Microsoft, fucking A all the way. Like it was such a such yeah. a good time with those guys. <laughs> easy, yeah. easy, easy A, easy A for those guys. For my overall E three experience. For sure. What's your
4: grade, Trev? Are you going with a B plus as well?
0: Uh I will you know what? Uh change it up. I'll go A minus.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: All right. All right. All right. Just, just to be different. Yeah you know what that's... I believe what you mean is difficult
1: <laughs> yeah <absolutely. laughs> no. No.
2: well well I mean you know difficult and different
4: you know yeah, yeah. same only different same only different yeah, same
0: yeah. Only different. I can't, just, yeah. I can't just go with what everybody else gives it yeah I gotta mix, okay, I gotta mix it up at least one of us has to think independently right. of the rest of us yeah you know <laughs> for the record that's Separate not how we I'd score
4: mind. games at COG <laughs> 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 not just a different score because it needs to be different
1: Hey, hey, uh, Ty, Trevor, Trevor is his own man. He does what he wants. Okay. That's true. Yeah. He can do what he <laughs> wants. Mm-hmm. Mostly. <laughs> Just imagine like the head wiggle and the finger shake.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> so that's going to do it for episode 21 of Press X, the podcast where we discussed EA and Microsoft at E3 2018. We will be back with Bethesda, Square Enix, Ubisoft. Sony and Nintendo. I think that will be a challenge to squeeze into another cast. So wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Square Enix or Square Enix? Uh, Enix. I'll say Square Enix.
3: Enix.
0: I'll say. I don't know
1: what I said the first time. You know what? You know what? We might have to resort to, um, in terms of time, so we're not carrying over our podcast into a third post E three episode. Is. uh, I don't know if you guys noticed any spots where Machinima gave out their awards. All their awards were, yep, it's a game. That's what their awards were for. Wow. I did.
4: So, you know, I also noticed the, an E3 award where they were literally socks with googly eyes on them.
1: That's amazing.
2: Yeah, there was definitely one in the cyberpunk booth. It was a, um, it was incredible. Yeah, I, I might have a picture of that. I'll see if I can find that. But it's like you
1: know, we'll, we'll get down the list here. You're like Elder Scroll Six. We don't know much about it. Yep, it's a game. Next.
4: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, I think we can get through the rest in another cast. So we will be back to do For that. Sure. And in the meantime, if you want to talk to us, you want to ask us about E3, get on the Facebook group. Come on, where you been? Let's let's go. Ask the tough questions. And Sean will tell you about all the people he rejected at the Fortnite booth.
1: And there's only a few. Actually I said no a lot. Yeah. I did. I said no a ton. I, I
2: went to visit you. I was I think it was there for like five minutes at a time, and each time at least six people came up and were like, Hey man, you got new Fortnite pins? But
1: could you pen. but but I mean you guys knowing the real me, the real Sean could you
0: believe how fucking sugary sweet I was? Oh, you were polite as fuck. It was disgusting. <laughs> you were so nice to, to just these people that are being pretty pretty rude. My life is not a even lie. like. My life me, sir, is Sir, do lie. you have any pins, please? Like, oh yeah. The only time just it really got rude. to me was like I had
1: a few points where I was actually I was actually Jay Acevedo stopped by. I was chatting with Jay. And they could see that I'm in conversation and they just completely interrupt. And I remember turning my head and I'm looking, I'm like, does it look like I'm busy? Oh, well, yeah, but, uh, but, well, no, it looks like I'm busy. You're going to have to wait. Like, you (laughs) fucking prick. Like, like I acknowledged that you were there and I would have wrapped up and then I would have talked to you. Don't fucking interrupt me. There goes your chance at the highly exclusive llama pin, you prick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so, until next time,
4: we've been Sean, Trevor, James and myself Paul. We will see you next time here on Press X the Podcast. Until then, take care of yourselves and we'll see you
0: later. Peace out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> I like that one. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>